Please remember, while Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where Zach is going to show off his ventriloquism skills. That's right, everybody. I'm here, and I've, uh, you know... Quarantine's been very long for all of us, so I decided I would take up the art of ventriloquism. So I'd like to show that off here today. Uh, I brought my puppet here. His name's Giuseppe. Say hi to the people, Giuseppe. Hi, everybody. It's me, Giuseppe. <laughs> Please note, Zach and Giuseppe, the ventriloquist dummy, speak over one another at certain points during this bit. This is not a mistake on the part of the hosts and or editor of the Fullest House podcast. Zach is just that good of a ventriloquist. Oh my god, I can't even see his lips moving through yeah, the audio. Yeah, your lips aren't moving at all. I've gotten I really good at it. I love being on the podcast. <laughs> so Giuseppe, what did you think about this episode of Fuller House? I thought it was great. I think everything's great. I'm a puppet. <laughs> Whoa. Zach, weird to have your ventriloquist. That's not usually something people do, have your ventriloquist. Well, you know, I wanted to like, sub, you know, do like a little submersion of expectations where like the puppet is self-aware. Yeah, we have a really smart act. It's very meta. Yes. It's really about the nature of art and the relationship of art to the artist. Giuseppe, you always have such valuable comments. We do like a whole uh, like half hour set on the duality of man. I fully read the entirety of Roland Barthes' essay, Death of the Author. Exactly. Look, oh, we're very intellectual. Death of the Author. Zach, We've I have to it. tell you, this ventriloquism act sounds very boring. <laughs> it also hey, sounds a lot you, like Mark. Mark. What's up with you? Get <laughs> out of here with that shit. Well, Giuseppe, calm down. Calm down. It's okay. He just sorry, doesn't understand. Sorry. He doesn't understand what? our art. The art that we're making together. I'm very sorry, Giuseppe. I I, I love your mar very Mark Green sounding puppet imitation. Well, voice. that's the thing is like I've I've about? done I've known Mark for so many years. And we've done the podcast together that I've done a very good uh, like I can you know almost parrot his voice back and his like vocal tones and stuff. But I had to make it like a little bit higher pitched because you know like it, it's a puppet. You got to make mm -hmm. it like a little bit more. Life are you know. imitating life. Yeah. Exactly. It you do a very good impression of me doing a voice. Thank you. Say thank you, Giuseppe. Thank you. I'm still I still haven't forgiven you for what you said about my art. Well, Giuseppe, for one, I I love your 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 comments on art and and criticism. See, at least Harrison understands where we're going with this. Harrison, I'm <laughs> once Giuseppe and I take off, we're going to give you front row seats. Mark, we'll we'll talk about yeah. it later. I, I was going to say not to cut off you and Giuseppe, but do we want to introduce ourselves? Yeah, we yes. have uh, this, 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 this scores. I'm Zach Horowitz. <laughs> and I'm Mark Green. And, and the reason Giuseppe. we brought... <laughs> oh, sorry, Giuseppe. I didn't yeah, mean Giuseppe's... to cut you off. Zach, I Giuseppe's think you have to put the puppet away. Giuseppe's the entire episode. <laughs> well, the reason we brought Giuseppe on is because uh, there, there's a special appearance by a puppet towards the end of this episode, which isn't there really are... a major plot point, but it is one of no. the best parts of the episode. Yeah. Yes. There are a lot of special appearances in this episode that we will yeah. get into. Mm -hmm. It kind of, yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted there, there are two celebrity guest stars. I wanted there to be three. Yeah, just it's just like a nice out. round number. There, yeah, but there are if you if you count our our good puppet, 
There kind of are three guest Ooh, stars. Does the puppet count as a guest star? Let us know I'm in the comment s- section below yeah. this video. Yeah. Make sure to smash that like button. Hey, everybody, like and subscribe. This video. <laughs> They're definitely watching this on YouTube. Yeah, uh, we have a YouTube channel. We don't promote it, but... <laughs> yeah. Guys, DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy are, are looking at wedding dresses. Oh, boy. That's yeah. how this episode starts. I almost forgot that's what they were doing. Yeah. This episode takes such a weird turn from DJ Steph and Kimmy looking at wedding dresses. This is this is not a bad episode. It is sort of one of those funhouse mirror episodes where it's like a normal sitcom looked into a warped mirror and and this is what we got. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a good description for like most yes. of Fuller House. Yeah. So they're looking at wedding dresses and DJ is like, oh, I'm so happy you're getting married, Steph. This is so exciting. And then they're like, Kimmy, you're also engaged to Fernando. <laughs> yeah. And everybody in the scene and also the audience has to go, that's right. They're not married. Yeah. They're, they're still not engaged. They're engaged. <laughs> They've been engaged for like three seasons. Oh yeah, it's They're both been that way since like end engaged. of season one or whatever that was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So DJ suggests, like, you know, she doesn't suggest anything, but she says, oh, "Isn't it weird that Fernando got to date so many people while he was single, and you had to mm-hmm. raise Ramona and never got a chance to meet other men?" And <laughs> Kimmy says, "You're right. I should test the waters by going on a bunch of speed dates." Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> You'd think DJ should, would go like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I was saying. And Kimmy's like, no, I should do this. You're right, DJ. <laughs> Instead, DJ, I, I think DJ's oh, kind of like on board that. with it. Yeah. No, yeah. she says that. She says that? Because no, I, I thought Stephanie she was... Stephanie was on board with it. Yeah, DJ was the one yeah that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Steph, DJ, DJ was the one saying, I didn't tell you to do that. Why are you saying I told you to do that? Don't do Cause, that. Because <laughs> I remembered one of them saying like, you know what? Kimmy, that's a good idea. You are entitled to date while you're engaged. <laughs> and I remember thinking, this is bad. This is bad yeah. advice. Well, I mean, if you if you have that bad advice, which character do you think would be more likely to say that? DJ or Steph? DJ's a little who, crazy. Yeah, as is bit. well known, is a mess. But see, DJ's a little crazy and Steph is a mess, but also sometimes she's more of the sane one. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't manage her own life well, but her advice is never like batshit. Yeah, and yeah. they're both blonde, so I mean, it's, it's an easy yeah. mistake to make. It's that. Oh yeah, you can't yeah. tell them apart. Yeah, not at all. They look exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, because they're they sisters. This, they yeah. share a lot of the same DNA. Yes. <laughs> what is fiction? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you have to listen to our ventriloquism act, where we beg the question: What is fiction, and what is reality? See, Giuseppe understands. Giuseppe asking the real questions on this podcast. This is now becoming an intellectual podcast. Yeah, you thought you were going to get this little comedic floor house thing, but nah, Giuseppe and I, we're bringing it, we're bringing a more refined side to the podcast. Isn't that right, Giuseppe? Very right. Very true. So anyway. (laughs) Just a, a couple of other things that I think are important about this scene. Um, we've covered most of the scene or the important beats of Kimmy's now going to go on a bunch of dates and it's not a very good idea. Yes. One, Kimmy's childhood crush was Kirk Cameron. Yes. Which I get it. She still has a yeah. poster of him on the wall after yep. all these years. 
Yep. And DJ's like, I don't get the appeal. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> well, Mark, did you know I on IMDb trivia that DJ says she never understood the big deal about Kirk Cameron? And Kirk Cameron is Candace Cameron Bure, who plays DJ, in case you weren't already aware. It's her brother, <laughs> Kirk Cameron Bure. Oh, now or I get Kirk it. Cameron. I thought I got it in a different way, but that illuminates all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, I, in my notes, I wrote, had a poster of Kirk Cameron, and then I crossed it out and wrote, has a poster of Kirk Cameron above her bed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, small detail, but maybe important. Steph maybe dated Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like a right. big. Yeah. Yeah. She has a line where she's like, oh, you know, oh, all these English guys I dated over in England. You know, an English accent doesn't mean you're smart. And then she like looks to the side and goes, Daniel Radcliffe. Which like, I don't know why you had to just go after Daniel yeah. Radcliffe like that, but I see yeah, how Either it is. she's randomly going after Daniel Radcliffe or she totally dated Daniel Radcliffe and was like, this is a dummy. Yeah, but we love a dummy and we love Daniel we lo- Radcliffe. We love yeah. a dummy. He seems very nice in every interview I've ever seen him yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she's not exactly dating a genius. Daniel Radcliffe that's deserves true. better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> da- oh, I, is, is Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Jimmy Gibbler isn't a genius. Are, are, are you saying that Steph's Jimmy Gibbler is a bit dim? Are Steph's standards for intelligence so low? After Much like being Daniel Radcliffe, England, he is a bit of a She's survive. just like settling for Jimmy Gibbler. Yeah, but or like if she's engaged to Jimmy Gibbler and she's like, that Daniel Radcliffe is a bit of a dummy. How dumb is Jan- Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> yeah, God, like, that's right. a good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's is it possible to be dumber than Jimmy Gibbler, who we love with all our hearts? We love Jimmy. He is Gibbler. the nicest, sweetest boy. He's a good boy, our good sweet himbo boy. He's our good sweet himbo boy. But it begs the question: Are you smarter than a Daniel Radcliffe? America's new favorite game America's show. America's new favorite oh game God. show, indeed. Yep. Those yeah. were the things I wanted to point out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Rocky is over. Guys, Rocky's yeah. in this episode. It's been a Hell while. Yeah. yeah, Rocky. I was excited. She's she not. Got back Money. Our good girl Rocky is here. She's not really in it very much, but she's here. But that's better than her not being here. And it that's is my favorite true. subplot of the episode. So that's yeah, true. It's a pretty good subplot where uh, Rocky is just there with J Money and there's a knock on the door. Yeah, well, well, she's there because they're going to introduce her to Ramona's new boyfriend, Ethan. Right. Yeah. Which immediately made me say, double date. But no, not really. Apparently, they're just going to hang out. But then there's the doorbell and someone says it's always open. And no, it's not who you think. Because Rocky said it and she's slowly being integrated into the cult that is this family. And she's horrified again. (laughs) She's horrified at the consequences of her own actions. Yeah. She's losing herself to the collective. Yes. And then Ethan comes in and things start to get kind of awkward between Rocky and Ethan. It's It's kind of weird. A little awkward. They see each other and say, hey, and then and then collectively agree to to die that they know each other, even though they they, do. Yeah. They're like, do you guys know each other? And they go, no. No. Never. 
It made what me is? immediately say, being a genre-savvy person with a brain, yep. oh, they probably dated. But no, <laughs> this subverted my expectations. It is It is true. They do pull a fast one on us at the end. Yeah, yeah. I wrote they dated but deny it in my notes. Yeah. Um, though I will say, as the episode went on and we're not dealing with it and they keep denying it, I'm like, oh, it's definitely not that they dated. It has to be something else. Yeah. Because... That, that- it, if it was so obvious, they wouldn't yeah. be saving it as a reveal. That's true. Right. That is admittedly a much smarter point about the show than I expected. Yeah, like, like yeah the, of course the they show... weren't going to be dating because that's yeah. too obvious. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, look, I, we, we should on the show a lot, but there are times when it can do some good stuff. Like, this was pretty good. Oh, I enjoyed this I don't subplot. deny that at all. I just it didn't... Yeah. I am very much mm-hmm. used to, like sitcoms that skew younger having absolutely dog shit romance subplots yeah and it always oh, yeah. surprises me that the kid romance subplots are pretty good <laughs> so yeah this show, better than yeah. the adult ones Exa- yeah, exactly adult ones, but. but yeah it was because if it had been like oh they know each other but they won't say how and then like a scene or two scenes later they find out oh they dated and then the plot becomes about interrogating and confronting that fact yeah that would be one thing but the fact that they kept saving it and the plot was about how do they know each other mm-hmm. it was like oh they definitely didn't date it's okay. something yeah else. that's fair but you know it's really awkward and jay money and ramona are like hey we need to figure out how they know each other we gotta go to the best detective we know well, well also child. Very important, Ramona's like, oh, it's like they have some secret past that we don't know about. And Jay Money goes, or they have some secret past that we don't know about. Oh, wait. Oh, I I forgot to mention the line, the best line when Ethan comes in mm -hmm. as well. How stupid of me. Oh, right. Oh, right, right. Oh, my God. Because Ethan comes in and Jay Money answers the door. And Ethan's like, oh, hey, J-Money, how are you? And he's like, I've been great. I've been thinking about the silent B in the word thumb. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he, he literally says, he says, oh, hey, what's up, Jackson? Oh, you know, just thinking about how the B in thumb is silent. Like, meditating and, on that fact. Yeah. Like, why is the I, And, like, Ethan goes like, silent? you're a weird person, J-Money. <laughs> I... It, that line reminded yeah. me so much of like that one line in Community where like the group yes. is having like a fight, like they're finding out something else, mm-hmm. something's going on, and someone's like, "Does anyone else have anything to say?" And then Troy goes, "Yeah, did you know Gogurt is just yogurt?" <laughs> it was the same exact yeah. energy, same exact vibes. I'm here yeah. for it. Like Jay Money, Money, maybe that's why it's because Jay Money gives off Troy Barnes vibes. <laughs> Yes. We love a dummy. We love a dummy. We love a dummy. The dummy in any show almost immediately becomes my favorite character. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Been, been watching Happy Endings. Alex is low-key my favorite character. Because <laughs> she's just so dumb. Anyway. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, watch Happy going Endings, back to, I guess. Going back to where we were in the story, because it's very important. We had to go back for that. It's a very important line. Yeah. Um. But they're like, how do they know each other? We got to figure out their secret past. So they go to the smartest person they know, uh, the small child, Yep, Max. Who's the smartest person we know? This 11-year-old. Yep. And so Max is like, I can figure it out for you. But first, I need to assemble an ultimate team of detectives. And then it cuts to the room again, where now Max and now, where Max and now Steve and Tommy are wearing matching trench coats. Yep. Which, can I just say, like, 
most of the rest of this plot is about uh, Steve and Max. Tommy doesn't help yeah, at all. Yeah, Tommy doesn't show up for the That's rest right. of the episode. Yeah. What? Like, he's part of the team as Max introduces them, and then he doesn't show up at all for the rest of the episode. Like, you're not, you're part of this crime solving team, and you're not gonna help out. He's. He's That's, like that one he's, he's, kid in the group project who like doesn't show up to any of the group meetings, but still yeah. gets the A. Isn't that the behavior of a bad baby? Ooh. He's being a pretty bad baby. He's a pretty right? bad baby. I had a different thought, though. Yeah. What if DJ uh, took Max aside and said, listen, Listen, Max, you need to start including your brother in things. And Max says, no, Mom, that's a dumb idea. Could you imagine if it was also, like, you need to include your brother in things, and also I want you to get really close to Steve because we're dating. (laughs) You you need to start including your brother in things. The audience is forgetting that he exists. Yeah. So we got to bring him up more. I know he doesn't have the charisma of Michelle. Do you, <laughs> do you think that the reason they don't include Tommy is because they made Michelle like this huge character on the original Full House and didn't come back? She didn't come back for Full House. So they're just afraid that these small children who play Tommy are just going to get really famous and not want to come back for Fullest House. <laughs> I mean, I think the real answer, and again, I know I joke a lot about how Tommy doesn't have as much charisma as Michelle. But I think the real answer is that the Olsen twins genuinely had a lot of charisma oh, as yeah. Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a reason they became the breakout, or Michelle became the breakout character, and it's hard to replicate that. So they just pretend Tommy doesn't exist. Yeah, but yeah, I do. I do hope it's that they're like, well, fuck. The last set of twins playing a child got too big for their britches. <laughs> We're not gonna make the same mistake twice. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a theory I've had circulating in my head since, like, season two. Just (laughs) sabotaging this child's career. Yeah, these these small children. But, um, anyways, so yeah, they they come in. The entire time in this subplot, Steve is there in his trench coat, and he's like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, he immediately shows up and says, like, Wait, crime solving squad? Why did you invite me over? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's also like a hard cut from one scene to like all of a sudden yeah. Steve and Tommy are here. Yeah. So I'd like to imagine in my head, Canon Max just summoned Steve from wherever yeah. he was. Yeah. He was in the middle performing like, you know, some podiatry stuff. And all of a sudden yeah. he's just in this room with Max. He, he gets and a text like, from okay. Max and he's like, I've got to drop everything. Yeah. My girlfriend's son needs me for a bit. Well, he does say at the end of the episode, he's like, I don't know why I took the day off of work to, to yeah, do exactly. this. He did take off of work, but I like <laughs> oh, your theory that he was in the middle of a case. He was talking with a patient. And then All right, and was like, I Good have to go. This no, oh, not, not even that. Not even that. Max just like no. summons him. He just like teleports mid sentence. Mm. He just stuck the intern in the, in the middle of the surgery. Like, good luck. You're finishing this now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just I can't tell if I like more the idea that Steve is just randomly there and is like, what happened? Or the idea that Steve gets a call and he's like, it's urgent. I have to go. You take care of this. I surgery. must go. This small child needs me. This small <laughs> child needs me for something. I don't know what to it is. To solve a crime. <laughs> we have to solve a crime. That is true. They do they do solve a mystery, which is, is my yeah. favorite activity so is, is, for so, people to be doing. Yeah, so this brings up the question: Is this our spinoff for the episode? Ooh, because we it's already it's already there for us. They're already yep. going to be solving crimes. Max yeah. and Steve as a ragtag 
crime solving duo. They they are PIs. They get a little office. Well, it's like well, it's, you know, it, it originally starts as like a trio because Tommy's there too. But then like at oh, the yeah. end of season one, he gets killed off. Yeah, you just don't want to have to deal with with his ego. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. In the middle of season three of the spinoff, they they realize that they're actually uh, split personalities of Columbo fused apart. By, dun, by dun, magic, dun. And, they, and then it just becomes Columbo. He said just one more thing, and then he split into one more thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know this show is really breaking new ground because it's a spinoff of two shows. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's about Fuller House, but also it brings up the very real fact that Columbo reproduces by mitosis. Yes. <laughs> uh. I remember when we were watching the episode, we also had the spinoff of Columbo in daycare, basically just yeah. ourselves daycare crimes. Like, yeah. who stole the markers? Or which teacher is having sex with the principal? We have to find <laughs> I, out. I'd like to imagine oh, that those murders. two episodes want, are back-to-back. <laughs> murder. I want it to be the full tone and plot structure of Columbo, but set in a preschool. See, I was imagining yeah. along the lines of, like, you know how... A lot of those shows we watched when we were younger, like SpongeBob yeah. and those cartoons, had like two smaller episodes that would fill up the thirty-minute time slot. It's like yeah. that, but the back-to-back episodes that are together, are like who stole the marker, and also which teacher is fucking the principal. That's funny. You, you said that it couldn't have been you because you're allergic to peanuts. That's funny because the other day at lunchtime you were eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, what's the truth? wonderful absolutely wonderful you were at the nut free table but the other night yeah that's uh you know my wife mrs colombo i'm I'm telling you tv execs tv execs if you're watching this podcast we've given you gold time and time again hit us up it writes itself yeah yeah hit us up Columbo Jr. on CBS this fall. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. Played by the guy who plays Max and Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Played by Max and Rose. Yes. Yeah. Max and Rose. Columbo and Columbo. Mrs. Columbo Jr. Columbo and Mrs. Columbo. Yeah. Yep. There's like a whole wedding episode in the middle of like their fifth grade class. And then they can't get married because of course they are like. They can't get yeah. married because they're legally underage. Yeah. Well, no, they have one of those, like, in elementary school, they have a fake wedding, and they're like, we're married. Yeah. At oh, recess, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like right. Stephanie. Um, I can deal with that. And her husband. Harry. Yes, yeah. exactly. Her husband. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Guys, the vet clinic. Yes. DJ and Matt are there. Yes. Doing their job for, I think, the first time in a while. Yes. Um, but then they hear suddenly, some weird um, um, singing coming from outside. A mellifluous voice. Yeah. Melodious right. voice. A pop star who I... Not a pop star. An alt singer <laughs> who I definitely know. Yeah, who musician. should it be but singer-songwriter Lisa Loeb? Remember Lisa Loeb? <laughs> who I definitely know about because I yeah. don't live under a rock and absolutely understood every reference about her work featured in I, this, t- this episode. I, I have seen her picture and I knew her name. And when she showed up, I did think like, is that Lisa Loeb? But I don't know enough about Lisa Loeb to make the guess. Yeah. So I did wait until they said her name. Okay. 
was but, definitely yeah. meant for the adults in the audience. Yeah. yeah. The adults. Which again begs the question, like, who is this show for? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Good question. <laughs> Uh, that's true because we we almost said it's for us it's for us to watch and make a podcast about that's why they made the show and yet they brought in lisa loeb <laughs> who we we have no who who was let's just say very good in this episode yes, she's oh, very she's good great. like lisa loeb like, got three new fans yeah. uh, one of my favorite guest stars she was really good yeah i mean yeah. listen to me every guest star on this show will forever be compared to lonzo ball's legendary I, performance zach zach <laughs> Zach, I have a question for yes. you. Yes. Was his performance legendary yes! or was Lonzo Ball in the show? No, his performance was amazing. I or they put was him in, the, in show the show just to okay, dunk okay, on okay, him. Okay, okay, okay. I will be the compromise here. I do remember his performance being pretty good. We had good things to say about it. But also, okay. Zach, do you think maybe your high, high opinion of him is perhaps influenced by the fact that you're a fan of the NBA? I'm not a fan of the NBA. <laughs> You talk about sports. But, You're basically a fan yeah, of the NBA. But okay. I just want to point out that when I asked this question, you said he was in the episode and they made jokes about him. His performance was great. I okay. Listen, I'm feeling attacked. To listen, it was a I, while you know, ago. I don't remember. Listen, I'm almost you, legitimately you guys, asking. You guys are attacking me at this point, and I don't feel like I should be. You know, like I feel like I'm gonna I have to beat you on two, like you two versus about? me and Giuseppe. Uh, <laughs> Giuseppe, how do you I feel? I thought about he this? had a really nuanced. Subtle performance. Thank you. You know, very naturalistic actor. Probably, like, he probably wouldn't really method for it. See, I think Lots you guys should listen to the puppet. Ball. The problem was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was very easy to get in character. <laughs> yeah, Giuseppe, I don't know what you mean he was method. He played himself. <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah, I mean, like, he lived as Lonzo Ball for his entire life preparing for this performance. That's what I'm saying. You're right, Zach. I'm sorry. He was very good in the episode. <laughs> I just, I just really what it is, is that I said, oh, Lisa Loeb was very good in this. And when you were, she was maybe my favorite guest star performance. And I thought everybody was going to go like, oh, but what about the new kids on the block? And I'm like, oh, right. They were very good. But instead you said, but Lonzo Ball. And I was like, I forgot he was in the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's hard to keep track of all the guest stars in the show. That's true. Like, I also I, think that the 70s actors that made yeah. that appearance were really good. Macy but Gray. So. Macy Gray, Macy the only Gray. one to win Sad Boy of the Week. Yeah. The, seven, the 70s actors, Macy Gray, Josh Peck was in it, not playing himself, but right. he was yeah. in it. The Horny Boys, the Horny Dancer the Boys. The Horny Dancer Boys, the new kids on the block. Like, I, there were a lot of great guest stars. Uh, the, who was the there was the baseball player yeah I, oh, yeah his name hunter i forget pence. hunter pence but lonzo ball was legitimately the only one of these guest stars unless there are more we're not naming who i fully sexy forgot zone. was in the show who is mentioned in this episode it was yes um rocky was like you dated that guy from menudo right and ramona's like no from sexy zone i wish it was menudo <laughs> she's not a big fan of sexy zone anymore yeah, i wonder yeah, why yeah. yeah something something happened i like I mean, ramona i know your heart was broken but like you can still enjoy the music i mean chad brad bradley who went on to star in a movie with addison ray <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah he is That's all right. that he is we have to say he, is he went all on that. to become all that yep He's all that in this show, and then also he went into another movie where he became all that. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, where were we? Lisa Loeb is here. Lisa she's Loeb playing guitar here. for no reason. Yeah. Um, or no, she says, my cat gets nervous before like, My cat gets nervous before I go to the vet, so I sing to calm her down. Yeah. And so Matt um, is like starstruck at Lisa yes. Loeb. And he's like, I'm going to go give your cat the, his shots right now. And yep. DJ's like, hey, Steph. She calls Steph. She's like, hey, Steph. Yep. Lisa Steph Loeb ignores DJ's call for a while. Yes. But then she's Important. like, hey, Steph, Lisa Loeb is here. And Steph's like, oh, my God, I need to perform for Lisa Loeb. I, I, I couldn't after this point, I couldn't take I couldn't. I just kept cringing. Because yeah. I, it kept feeling like I was running up to Jerry Seinfeld and saying, hello, read my spec script. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, read it's, my spec yeah. script, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was it was like, oh, I'm sure Lisa Loeb's going to love this stuff and it's going to work out great. There's yeah. nothing professional entertainers love more than someone <laughs> saying, hey, but look at what I can do. Yeah. Then again, though, you can again, help my career. They yes. don't acknowledge this. But as we as the show has seemingly forgotten, Steph is a famous DJ. So it does make a little exactly. more sense. The show forgot about that. Celebrities. The show forgot about that, like maybe five episodes in. They sort of come close to bringing it up in this episode when Steph is like, when I was living in England because she was abroad as a famous DJ. Yeah. But they just forget that she's actually a famous musician who I think it was established, like, knows some famous artists. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she having so much trouble networking when she's a famous person? (laughs) Yep. Well, she needs Uh, that Lisa Loeb bump. I guess so. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I think it's also important to note DJ first says to her, like, guess who's here? And Steph says, oh, is it that guy in the gorilla suit who keeps coming wanting you to examine him? Which, like, there's a lot to take in with that line alone. There's a lot to unpack there. Maybe he just identifies as a gorilla. Maybe, maybe there's like a drug smuggling ring at the zoo and he's deep undercover. (laughs) <laughs> like a 21 Jump Street Ooh, type thing, yeah, but with gorillas. That's an- <laughs> he's investigating the vet. <laughs> that's, a that's another spinoff spin for you. <laughs> 21 yes. Jump Street, but gorilla. <laughs> gorilla Jump Street. Yes, 21 Gorilla Let's Street. Let's marry the two ideas. Does he identify as a gorilla, or is he undercover, or is he both? Is he an <gasps> undercover person using the he's, fact that he identifies as a gorilla? He's an undercover gorilla. gorilla he never, he never could express his true self until he got this assignment. Yes. That's, how, that's how the movie It's like ends. Avatar. It's like the movie Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> that's Avatar, the plot the of Avatar, movie right? No one cares about. Is it? I don't know the plot of the movie Avatar. And I've seen the movie Avatar. <laughs> oh my god. In the process like, of pretending to be a gorilla for these ulterior motives, he falls in love with another gorilla and truly finds himself. Yeah. That's oh look, okay. Maybe those are two different spinoffs. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. dances well. with wolves meets Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Steph's like, I need to go over and sing to Lisa Loeb right away. And DJ's like, Oh, but she's leaving. What if you came back and we like cleaned your cat's teeth for free with this new promotion I'm making up like right now? Mm-hmm. You come back tomorrow, yeah. Lisa Loeb. And Lisa Loeb's like, sounds great. I'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully no one ambushes me and sings at me. She doesn't that's, actually that's say that, but that would have been hilarious. No, no, she fully says that. 
<laughs> yeah. In those exact words. Listen, if, if there's one thing about this podcast, we love to relay the exact lines that characters say and not change yeah. them at all for comedic purposes. Whenever we say a character says this, we are always quoting verbatim. 100% real quote, nothing from us. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, um, new scene. Guys... Fernando shaved. Dun, dun, dun. It's not the point of the scene, but it's part they of do it. Acknowledge they it. do acknowledge that he shaved. Yeah. But Kimmy's yeah, like, yeah. anyways, Fernando, I need to see other men. And Fernando's <laughs> and he's like, like, is that because no. I shaved without consulting you? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, no, it's nothing like that. I'm just not sure I really love you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn. That's part of it. She said, like, yeah. like that's why Steph is like, oh, this is a good idea. Because she's like, if you're not 100% certain that you want to be with Fernando for the rest of your life, you shouldn't marry him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, Fernando, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm just not sure I truly love you and I need to date other people to find out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fernando plays it very cool. He's like, yep, I'm good with this. Hey, Fernando, Fernando can handle it. I'm a, you, you deserve it. Fernando's all good. Fernando is not worried. And then she leaves and he says, Fernando's a little bit worried. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which I yeah. get. Yep. I mean, I've, they never yeah. say this explicitly, but I'm sure one of the underlying motivations is, yeah, I cheated on her for many years. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really saying, have a leg to stand on. She actually yeah. at least asked if she could see other people for yeah, a Yeah. Look, if you're going to cheat on your partner, at least ask them if they're okay with it. Yeah. It's hey, common hey. courtesy. Yeah. I Fernando yeah. does have a right to say, like, actually, I am sort of uncomfortable with yeah. this. We are engaged and I love you very much. We've established yeah. that. But yeah. I, what I'm saying is I but, see No, 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 him, I like, totally know. I can yeah, see I know. him, like, grappling with I, the weight yeah. of his past decisions. I, th I think that <laughs> is something that's behind all of this. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, I just, Fernando, I like that Fernando plays it really cool yeah. and is internally like, I am a mess. Mm. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. Detective work. Detective. We come to where they go to Uncle Monty's because they didn't yep. want to pay for another set. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs> Max and Steve go to Uncle Monty's, a restaurant Steve owns. Yeah, yes. <laughs> which it is weird that they they followed Ethan to Uncle Monty's for some reason, but they actually do make use of the fact that Ethan's is a Postmate driver. Yeah, like I was gonna say right. Bag. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't think about that, that until like right until we started this scene. I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense for Ethan to be here because he's like a food. He's a food delivery boy. Yeah, yeah, and he's in one of those awkward door dashing experiences that i've had many times where you arrive and even though it says that the order is prepared you still have to wait there 15 minutes awkwardly leaning against the desk just waiting yeah i mean <laughs> it's it's really annoying when like a little kid wearing a trench coat comes up to you and is like what do you know tell me your information tell me about rocky every time every yeah. time i did it <laughs> yeah how many times has that happened to you harrison at least seven at least um Yep. Yeah. Um, Max and Steve are wearing trench coats because yes. they are detectives. Yeah. Max tells Steve that he's going to approach the suspect, but Steve needs to stand guard in case he tries to make a run for it. And Steve's like, how about instead of that, uh, you can talk to him and I'm going to go get a sandwich. 
Yeah. Also, so, Max um, denies that he knows what Columbo is, which does not yeah. ring true to me at all. Yeah, yeah. Every every child knows Columbo. Oh yeah. Everyone knows Columbo. Right. No, no, every, no, no. Yeah. He, no, don't even be sarcastic about this. Max watches Blue Bloods and like telenovelas with with Fernando. He has definitely seen Columbo. He, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think I think it would be totally in character for him to be a fan of Columbo. But I don't think it's out of character that as a child, he doesn't know what Columbo okay, is. Okay, fair enough, fair mm-hmm. enough. That, that's, that's what I yeah, think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Steve is like, we're, you know, mentions Columbo and Kojak and Max is like, I don't know what those things are. You're just making um, up words. Also, also, you're, also your trench coat sucks and is ratty. <laughs> Yeah, like, I love that he yeah. keeps knocking the trench coat. It's the same the, trench coat. It's the same they exact coat. Same trench coat, but he keeps saying like your ratty old disgusting trench coat, and Steve is like, "Hey, this is my favorite I this coat. coat today." What? Yeah, why are you being so mean to me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like a running theme in this episode that yeah. Steve gets bullied by a small child. Yeah, but um, because Max questions Ethan, he's like, "How do you know Rocky?" And Ethan's like, Rocky, I don't know her. I just met her today. Anyway, order's ready. I gotta go. And then he leaves. And Steve's like, well, that was a lie. And Max is like, yep, definitely a lie. Which part, though, <laughs> was the lie? Steve is like, I'd imagine like the dynamic is like Max is the one who's like, you know, he's the young, new detective, mm-hmm. super passionate, up and coming guy. And Steve's like the guy who's five days away from retirement. <laughs> See, I think the dynamic is more Max is shaggy, just going into situations, (laughs) but not really helping at all. And Steve is Velma doing all the work. Yes. Uh, Yeah. yeah. That's more so what I was getting at, but I think your analogy was better. Like zoinks. Um, Keep that in mind for later. For as as much as Max like mocks Steve and is like, you're a real piece of shit, Steve. And Steve's like, why are you being so mean to me? You're a child. (laughs) Um, Steve is doing most of the work. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, this is like the only scene in which there's any detective work. That's true. It's not really much detective work either. They just ask him a question point blank. They just ask him a question. Like, I guess he was lying and we should figure out what he was lying yeah. about. They're like asking and a then, question and he's very clearly lying. And Max does not understand that he's very clearly lying. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. We'll, we'll talk about this later. But do they ever explain how Max puts together the answer no. to the mystery? No, they do not. He they just, they, they he solve just, it like, off screen. He just knows. They solve it off screen and then never explain how it happened. Yep. <laughs> right? They're... That's why I find it so funny because the extent of their detective work is wearing trench coats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wearing trench coats and asking one of the suspects one question. F like they never detective. they never talk to Rocky. It's like if they went up to that's true. It's like if they went up to a murder suspect or not even a suspect, like one witness to a murder and were like who killed him? And they're like, I don't know. And they're like, well, this is such a riddle. Well, it appears we've reached a dead end. Yeah. Or no, it is like they went up to a murder suspect and are like, did you kill him? And he's like, no. And it's like, well. <sighs> I know he was lying, but about Where do we what? go from here? <laughs> yeah. Well, but Max fully didn't realize he was lying. Yeah. Only Steve did, which is which is why they're such great partners. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. The chief isn't going to be happy about this. We then cut to, I believe, we then cut to uh, Kimmy's dating experiences. 
Well, I just one more thing that I wanted to mention, which is that Steve comes up to Max with a sandwich. Yes. Max takes a bite and goes, ew, mustard, and throws it out. Why did you get me a sandwich with mustard? And Steve goes, because it was my sandwich. <laughs> Steve just is not having a yeah, good day. Steve's just Steve, taking L's Steve, Steve's t- is taking a lot of L's this episode, yeah. and it's great. But he's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we go on to Kimmy's dating. So as I was saying earlier, she's going about this in the weirdest possible way. When most people say, I need to take some time and see other people, usually I imagine that takes at least a couple days. She has immediately found San Francisco's eligible bachelors and has lined them up in this restaurant to go on several dates. She goes on three dates in like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll run through each one one by one. The first one is... uh, this this like influencer dude, uh, yeah. which like can be really like roasts him yeah. hard. Ooh. Like, oh, so Fuller House like, is coming for influencers. So you like make money by not being talented and just posting pictures of yourself or something like that. Yeah, he says I'm an influencer, and she says, "Oh, so you don't have a job?" And he's like, "No, I I post pictures of myself to act like I have any talent when I don't." And she's like, "Got it." And it's just like, ooh. Yeah. Got him. And that's wow. pretty much it for that character. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then there's a second guy who fought in the war. He's uh, an old, old man. He's a very old man <laughs> who has fought in many wars in his time. Yep. And then he says that she got that info not from his bio, but from his obituary. <laughs> Yeah, which he, made us yeah, think, is he a ghost? Yeah, yeah I, I, I so wanted him to be a ghost. I that thought he was going to so say, that funny. wasn't my tw- my Tinder bio, that was my obituary. And then he just, like, fades away. That would have been oh, so gosh. good, just Kimmy dates a ghost. <laughs> what was your, so what's your favorite episode of Boar House, little Timmy? I like the one where Kimmy Gibbler dates the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> So and then uh there's a third unfortunately guy. though no uh, unfortunately yeah. the obituary was printed yeah it was printed early well. he's yeah. not a ghost yeah. unfortunately and I then there's so the third guy and things are going great like he's they, perfect he, he also understands the amazing the importance of tableside guacamole instead of yeah. pre-made guacamole among other things which made me think oh this guy is a serial killer he's gotta be <laughs> Here's yeah. I was trying to figure out like what's his thing gonna be. Yeah. yeah. They have this moment where they both or- order Chardonnay and tableside guac, and they're like, "I've never met anyone who likes Chardonnay and tableside guac." And I think, I think a lot of people like yeah. Chardonnay and yeah. tableside guac. I don't think those are unpopular things. Mm-hmm. It's it's very reminiscent of the movie they came together when they're like fiction books. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like fiction books. They're my favorite kind of books. But yeah, the date's going great until the guy gets arrested. Not for the murders, but for tax evasion. For racketeering and security fraud. Okay. It's a little more serious than tax fraud. Well, yeah. actually, just as serious, but different crimes. Yeah. Tax <laughs> fraud. Different crimes. I like that it was racketeering. I, I do yeah. like that it was something, like, r- other than just dodging taxes or tax fraud, that he's like, yeah. no, this is a full, like... This is a criminal, full, criminal yeah, planning criminal. crimes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gets taken away and Kimmy's like, oh, it's so hard to find single men in San Francisco. And then who does she run into? But TV's Kirk Cameron. <laughs> TV's own Kirk Cameron. This, I, w- I will say, this is also one of those scenes that is unnaturally split up because in between... 
the Kimmy dating a mob, a ghost and a mobster. Yeah. <laughs> um, we go back to the vet clinic where Steph and DJ show up and Matt's like, oh, you just missed Lisa Loeb. <laughs> Oh. And DJ's like, how could you? Okay. And he's like, what? She showed up for her cleaning and I cleaned her and she's like, but we had this plan that you didn't know about. Um, yeah. And then it cuts back and, and Kimmy meets Kirk Cameron. I just needed to point Wait, that out because yeah. that was... I did not think it was in the middle of that. That Why? Yeah, yeah that's the thing. That's exactly. what happens with this show a lot. <laughs> why would you do that? Just put that the after. Scenes together. <laughs> yeah. they, and, and here's the thing. They cut back to Kimmy and she meets Kirk Cameron. Yeah. And then they cut and, away. And because... he asks her out. He's like, I just had a terrible day. And she's like, right, I just had yeah. three terrible dates. And he's like, care for a fourth? He is immediately into Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. He's immediately like very into it. Sex dot is Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the vet clinic. Mm-hmm. Like these two scenes are divided unnaturally. Yeah. Where, where you know, Steph and DJ are like, oh, it sucks that we missed Lisa Loeb. And then who should walk yeah. in but Lisa Loeb again. Singer-songwriter Lisa Loeb? I know, and she forgot her sunglasses. That's true. So, you know, yeah. she's just going to go pick them up and, you know, leave, you know, like a normal yeah, St- person. Stephanie is going, we missed Lisa Loeb. Maybe that's a sign that I shouldn't be doing this as a career. And then Lisa Loeb shows up and she's like, maybe this is a sign I should be doing this as a career. Lisa Loeb, sit your ass down. I'm going to play you a song. Yeah, that's definitely what every celebrity wants to hear. This was meant to be. Hey, hey, Lisa Loeb, sit down and let me sing you a song I wrote about my baby. Yeah, they they do a very good thing where she says, this is a song I wrote for my baby daughter. Would you please hear it? And Lisa Loeb says, well, now that you mentioned your baby, I'd sure be an asshole if I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I'm not listening to this, but okay, I guess I'm listening yep. to this. Uh, yep. They, they, it's. It, I love that it's not just like, well, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that it then, is like, well, okay. As a little setup for later, Matt decides that he's going to get in on the action and showcase his ventriloquism abilities. Yeah, because yeah. Matt's like, oh, we're doing a talent show for Lisa Loeb. I'll go get my puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut back I'll to get Kimmy's Oliver, date. my my ventriloquist. Yes, and then we cut back to Kimmy's date. No, actually, or... actually. Oh, I'm sorry. We cut back Does to she... the big reveal of oh, the mystery. Oh, my yes. apologies. The big reveal of the mystery. Max, Max has figured and... out that yeah. what's going on Max between and Ethan Steve and Rocky. Max and Steve has gathered. He's gathered Ramona, yeah. J Money, Ethan, Rocky, and, and he's going to drop the bombshell. And Steve. And Steve. Yeah, Steve is there too. For like five more minutes. Steve is there too. Rocky also says, "Like, why is Steve wearing a ratty, dumb trench coat?" And Steve's like, "Hey, my mom got this trench coat for me." (laughs) And Steve's like, "I don't know why I took the day off work to hang out and solve crimes with these children." He has one line. I forget exactly what it is. Where he says, "Like." Well, now I'm just a guy who no longer has a favorite coat, I guess. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Max drops the bombshell, which before we reveal it to our audience, did you guys have any guesses as well, to what their I, I actual was still, connection was going to be? I was still be? under the assumption they were dating, so I have no clever guesses. But uh, I, I thought that Ethan was also a ventriloquist and Rocky played the part of Ethan's dummy. Mm. <laughs> I thought... I thought maybe they did crimes together for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Securities and rat, securities fraud and racketeering. 
but it's security. For they were in cahoots with that other guy. Yeah. yeah, they were part of it, but they they they, they tried to get out, but they kept getting dragged back in. Yeah. So but anyway, it's not that. Bunch of murders. <laughs> it's not that. He reveals the true secret, which is that Ethan and Rocky used to play D&D together. Dungeons which and Dragons. No. Hilarious. What? I, I was so happy when I heard it that. Was, oh, it was, it was a very good reveal. I enjoyed it. It would have been better if there was like more setup and actual detective work, but I, yeah. I thought the reveal was very yeah. good. The reveal was yeah. very good. Rocky's like, you found us out. We're nerds. Are you happy? And, and Jamie's Jay like, like, I think, yeah. Yeah, Jamie's like, yeah, I, I don't mind. I think that's cool. And I think it's cool that my girlfriend has like a hobby. And well, Rocky's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he plays too. Yeah. And Rocky's Jay Money like, plays too and thinks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks it's cool. And Rocky's like, wait, you play too? You didn't tell, you, how come you never told me? And Jamie's Money's like, well, I thought that you wouldn't think it was cool. And she was like, yeah, because it's not cool. (laughs) Which is why I never told you. Yeah. (laughs) I love that she does ask, though, why didn't you tell me you play? As if to imply, we should definitely play Dungeons and Dragons together. (laughs) They are going to play Dungeons and Dragons together. I want to see a and d (laughs) campaign with J-Money, Rocky, Ramona, and Ethan. Uh, Max would DM. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I, yes, I'd like to a couple of things. One, I'd also really like to see either Fernando or Matt DM. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Two, yeah, I'd love to see we, that. We found out in our interview with Michael Campion, friend of the show, yes. that he plays Dungeons and Dragons. That's oh, true. Right. I remember. And that oh, the writers right. drew a lot of J Money things from him as time went on. That's Do right. you think this oh, came yeah. from him or was just a thing that they did? I mean, he did say they put in a lot of stuff like from his yeah. actual life. Yeah, so it, so. it could be. It's possible. I imagine it. Who do you, who did he ever? Did Michael Champion ever say who he played? Like what? What? Like I don't uh, think he ever told. No, I don't think so. But what Damn. characters do you think Ethan and Rocky played? Rocky is a barbarian. Yes. Yeah. 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 Barbarian. Total I feel barbarian. like almost undoubtedly a barbarian. I think yeah. she likes to smash things. I feel like J Money is either like. A, a paladin or a bard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say J Money is a yeah. bard. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah, a bard. That's the way to go. <laughs> I feel like Ethan is probably like a paladin or something. Yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. That's, that's better, yeah. Yep. Ethan's a paladin. But Who yeah. would Ramona be? Would she, would she be like... <laughs> I could see Ramona being like a magic user. Being a magic user? I don't know why I went to like Ranger. Even. I could see Ranger. I thought of Ranger as well. I don't know why, like. I think. Living in the forest. Well, I also, I also living in the forest. I also think there's maybe the thing of Ramona is often the straight man in these stories, yeah. though very neurotic. So I want her to be the Aragorn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jay Money thinks Dungeons and Dragons is cool. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. Ramona's like, well, I'm just glad that my boyfriend has a hobby that he's passionate about. But Rocky, you are definitely a huge nerd. How dare and then, you? And then and then Rocky fires back with a sick burn about how Ramona liked the emoji movie. Yeah. Which is and every, hilarious. Yeah. Everybody goes, <gasps> and, and Ramona <laughs> leans in and says, I told you that in confidence. Yes. Um, and then Steve says, what's wrong with the emoji movie? <laughs> Why is everybody being so mean to me? Steve's having a bad day. Yeah. Steve's not having Ethan, a good time. Yeah. 
Ethan also has a line where he says, like, why why is this old man here who's no this old man who's nobody's father here? Or he yeah. says something, he calls Steve an old man who's nobody's father, and Steve's yeah. just like, hey. I think maybe it's after that line I think that it's, Steve yeah, said, I think why like, did yeah, I take yeah, off work to spend t- the day with you guys? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And then, sure then I believe um, we cut back to Kimmy's date with yeah. Kirk Cameron. And yeah, it's and going Kirk Cameron great. is like, yeah, Kirk Cameron is like fully in love with Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. 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 It's a real connection. Yeah. A very strange ch- connection. Yeah. But um, it's a connection. He also, he says, uh, call me. She's, she like calls him by a character name and he's like, uh, call me anything except Jason Bateman. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Jason Bateman. Fuck Jason Bateman. What is he? Good Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying Kirk Cameron went on to make Saving Christmas. Jason Bateman yeah. went on to make Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't Kirk Cameron also do God's Not Dead? I feel like that is a big point against him in any <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ooh, maybe. Anyway. I mean, Saving Christmas is one of those. Like, it's not just like yeah. a regular Christmas yeah. movie. I mean, yeah. there's not really much just else to say on the scene except that uh, Kurt Cameron offers to take Kimmy home in his uh, yeah. Lamborghini or his yeah. backup Lamborghini. Oh, no, his Ferrari. They it's were a Ferrari, Ferrari, not a Lamborghini. Right? Yeah. His Ferrari and his backup Ferrari. And then I made a joke. Oh, does he have a backup backup Lamborghini just in case? Like, because he couldn't afford yeah. another Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't afford another Ferrari. He could afford a Lamborghini. Three Ferraris? That's overkill. Two Ferraris and a Lamborghini? Now you're talking. We do um, then cut back to the vet clinic. Steph is still singing the song to Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb is singing along. It's it's one of those things with this show. I mean, there was more of a natural, like this would have been a long scene if it was one thing. But it's just one of those things with this show where... We've established that they divide up scenes that should sometimes be one scene. unnaturally. They divide up scenes that should be one scene. What that leads to sometimes is they'll do like two scenes like here where they do the big reveal scene and then the Kirk Cameron scene. And then they cut back to the same action still yeah. continuing. And yeah. you're like, how long has she I, been singing this I, song? Yeah, I figured it's they didn't want to repeat the song because they sang yeah. it in a previous episode. Oh, yeah. but Probably, it is, but like, it does have a, an unintentional well, side effect. Like, yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Like, it's very nice. Like, Lisa Loeb starts singing along. It's yeah. very nice. But, like, if the previous, the previous scene ended with Seth starting to sing the song and then they cut away. If the scene, the previous scene had ended with that, Steph is singing, they cut away, and this scene starts with like, so what did you think of the song? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't feel like Steph has been singing this song for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they cut back to the same action. Um, yeah. And I'm well, not saying, so what did you think of the song is a great way to start a scene. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, but, Lisa yeah. Loeb... Uh, is absolutely in love with this song uh, yeah. and invites Steph immediately to go on tour with her as her opening act. Yeah. yeah that's is, wow. <laughs> can we, can we talk about Steph's career arc for a second? Yeah. Uh, Cause I, here's what happens with she, Steph. She headlined Coachella in season one. Yeah. In season one, she's headlining Coachella. She's a world famous DJ. Then she becomes an assistant party planner. Yeah. Then she becomes a children's performer 
at parties or no, no, no. She's briefly, she writes a song that like goes viral online because they put babies over it. They put a baby in a dog. Of Jimmy. Yeah. They put a baby in a dog. Then she becomes a children's entertainer. She's a children's entertainer for a while. Then she decides, no, I'm going to make my own music again. And now she's, she's head, she's opening for Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Wow. Yeah. You'd think this would this is the complete opposite progression of how it would happen. Yeah, it's so you weird. Start, you should probably end with famous DJ. Yeah. <laughs> start with I am unemployed. It's one of those things where it's like they've made Steph like really successful at the start of the show and they're like, you know what? Let's make her not successful. And then make her work yeah. her way back up to the yeah. top. And it's like yeah. I mean then why um, is I don't know. Well, she, she had to start but, from the bottom as a songwriter. But guys, yeah, but guys, we are uh, we're forgetting about the most yeah. important part of this scene. Of because course. Because once yeah. Steph is done and gets <gasps> the offer to headline, right. now it's Matt's turn to perform for Lisa Loeb. Yep. Yay! And he brings out his puppet friend Oliver, and Oliver is wonderful. Yeah, we really wanted Oliver to be like. Oliver Twist, Dickensian yeah. orphan. Yeah, like Cockney um, accent. Not, yeah. yeah, it's me, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, like that essentially. Yeah. Um, not like Giuseppe. But insta- instead, he's just like he looks exactly like Matt. Yeah, which is also very good. It's just puppet Matt. <laughs> it's, it's puppet Matt. Matt. Um, Matt is not a good ventriloquist. His lips are moving. Yeah. 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 And the he entire time, trying, everyone's just kind of like. Everyone's just kind of staring at him like, what the fuck are you doing right I, now? Yeah, I, I did like when he's like, Oliver, don't embarrass me in front of Lisa Loeb. And he's like, you're doing a pretty good job of that yourself. <laughs> Ayo. Classic ventriloquism Classic humor. Oliver. Yeah. Yep. He's really nice once you get to know him, I swear. <laughs> and then he like leaves because yeah. they're like, Matt, you just go. He's like, yeah. all right, fine. And then he puts the dummy over his thing. He's like, no, don't put me back in the box. Don't, don't put DJ me in the box. DJ gets really excited. Lisa Loeb roasts DJ for getting really yep. excited. And then Stephanie yep. is excited because now she has a job. Yeah. Yep. Steph has a job and a pretty good job. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, then we go, guys, back to the house. Fernando is beside himself. He misses Kimmy. He doesn't know where she is. A, a, a Ferrari pulls up in the driveway and Kirk Cameron drops her off. We don't see him. She just walks into the house. Yeah. Uh, Fernando uh, jumps on the couch and pretends to read a magazine. The magazine is upside down, mm-hmm. which is a nice yeah. touch. And turns out he knows about all her dates and knows how much she was hitting it off with Kirk Cameron because he was spying on her the whole time. Yes. It's also very fun because, like, he has a different disguise for every day, which he didn't yeah. need to do that. All the dates were at the same restaurant, at the same yeah, table. They were, they were at the same restaurant, at the same table. Presumably, each date was, like, waiting outside. Kimmy was either uh, there for, like, four hours waiting for three guys, or they were just, like, waiting in a line outside for when she went, Next! Oh my god! This is the um, weirdest dating app I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, he starts off and he's like, he's in a painting. He's in a painting. He replaces one, his face. Yeah, he like puts his face in the painting. In the second one, he just has a suit of armor on. In the third one, which is actually a pretty nice touch, uh, he's one of the cops that takes the guy away. And I went back after we finished the episode to see like, oh, could we even like see Fernando there? 
because there's like two cops to take him off and there's one cop that's like you're under arrest for you know racketeering and all that other stuff and then the other one's just kind of there to take him away and we never see his face because it's fernando Yep, so, and then and then and then for Kirk Cameron, he's he's just dressed as a waiter. Yeah, he's just a waiter. I I do have an issue with this because when you have a joke, you want to heighten it, and I feel like it heightens in the opposite direction. Yeah, I was gonna say the, like, I feel it like should the... have gone. Fernando is dressed as a waiter. That's his disguise in a restaurant. Fernando is dressed as an as a police officer or an FBI agent, whatever it was, to arrest this guy. Still dressed as a person. Yeah. Fernando is in a suit of armor just waiting. And then Fernando has fully cut the face out of a painting and stuck his face in. <laughs> He's in the walls. Like that's that's the order it should be heightening in. Yeah. And also it would be yeah. very funny if his like melancholy realization of like, oh, Kimmy seems really happy with Kirk Cameron. Maybe she doesn't love me was with his face in a painting. Yeah. Instead of just like him standing there watching them as a yeah. waiter who's like hidden in plain sight, essentially. He slowly backs out of the painting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah, I just felt like that was the opposite direction of how they should have hiked. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, you know, um, Kimmy realizes that, you know, even though she loved hanging out with her Cameron, who she really loves is mm-hmm. Fernando. Yeah. She, he's, he's the one for her, and it's very sweet, genuinely, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they smooch. Mm-hmm. They do. They do a smooch. They do a kiss. DJ and Stephanie walk in, and DJ's like, "Did you know Jason Bateman is doing donuts in the driveway?" Um, and then Kirk Cameron comes in and says, "I'm Kirk Cameron." He just breaks into their house. I, I see. This is why you shouldn't leave the door always open because you'll get strange <laughs> men like Kirk Cameron breaking into your house to yep. say, "I'm Kirk Cameron," and then leave. <laughs> Yeah. So good. <laughs> Any anyway. And that's how the episode I, that's ends. That's the that's the episode. Which, this episode had so much going on. It was yeah. it was a you weird You know what one. it also had a lot of a lot of a sad, lot boys. Of sad boys. A lot of sad Let's boys. talk about him in Sad Boy of the Week. I feel like we have a lot of nominees, right? I I, feel I like genuinely two... can think of like at least four that yeah. I want to throw out there. There's a yeah. lot. I know like we gotta do Matt. We gotta Matt, do Steve. Steve. I uh, think Fernando can count. I was count gonna say for Fernando as well, Fernando. possibly. Fernando. I look just the 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 B and thumb is silent line. I think Jay Money deserves a nom. Yeah, Rocky. I. I... Do you want to do like <laughs> yeah. Rocky? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. Because Rocky can, seems well, Rocky. I, well, I feel like if we're if we're doing J Money just for the B and thumb line, I feel like we well, should I, have. I actually, I actually, I do think there's a little more to J Money. Okay, um, but I mean, it's more okay. so just because Rocky just... is confronted with her former D and D partner and is very yeah. embarrassed to admit that she has played D and D and is very insecure th- about it. We can throw Rocky on there, and I do have one more nomination. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's do them like lightning yeah. round fast. Yeah, lightning round. Yeah. Because yeah. This, yeah. this is going to yeah, be yeah, like yeah. six nominees yeah. or something. Yeah. By the way, my my, my 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 last nominee, Oliver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. you were going to say I, Lisa I, Loeb, but. No, 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 no. Oliver. 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 Okay. Go Lisa through Loeb lightning round. Lightning round. Okay. Two J- put together. 
J Money is is immediately asked, "Hey, what's up?" And he says, "Well, I was just thinking about how the B in thumb is silent." <laughs> and Ethan immediately responds, "You're a weird kid." <laughs> weird. Yeah, very weird. There, there's also the moment where he just repeats verbatim what Ramona has just said, as if he's having an epiphany. Yes. Yes. Um, he's too stupid very good to listen well. to her. He's too yeah. stupid to listen to her. I think that's mainly his deal. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if there's much else. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kept the secret about playing D and D from his girlfriend, but I think it's more thumb and and yeah, thumb, thumb. but or you know, mm-hmm. um, there's there's Rocky who is confronted with her old D and D partner and and poorly lies about it. Oh, we don't know each other. Um, and then the truth is dropped on her and she's revealed to have always been a huge nerd. But she takes the opportunity to out Ramona for liking the Emoji movie. So also, perfect. one more nomination, Ramona, she likes the Emoji movie. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. She likes the Emoji. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that is pretty sad. Yeah. Matt. Matt is a maybe the world's biggest Lisa Loeb fan. <laughs> 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 Almost yeah. creepily so. He's he calls himself a lobe trotter. Oh God. He I love it. He messes up DJ's plan by giving the cleaning himself. <laughs> and he's just like, what? You said we're doing a deal with the cleaning, so I gave the cleaning. She texted me that she did it early. Yeah, we text. Hashtag Matt did nothing wrong. <laughs> Matt did nothing wrong. I love it so much. Um mm-hmm. we also find out he is a ventriloquist. But is not good at it. He's not good at it at all. Yeah. And everybody's like, Matt, you're not a good ventriloquist. But just that he's immediately like, ooh, let, let me get my ventriloquist dummy, Oliver. <laughs> That's Matt. That's Matt. Fernando acts like he doesn't mind that Kimmy's going to start seeing other people. Mm-hmm. But he very much minds. Um, so he puts on a series of elaborate disguises. Like to spy on her in the restaurant. Comedy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like, I guess I'll leave you to be with your childhood crush, Kirk Cameron. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Fernando was in a painting. Um, <laughs> and that is important. Yes, very important. Yeah. Is it just Steve and Oliver now? Uh, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah um, Oliver, really simple. He is a ventriloquist dummy. Um, and he is put against his will into a box, screaming, no, don't put me into the box. Um, yeah. As he's dragged away, Steve is summoned away from his work to go hang out with a child yes. um, and solve a mystery. He gets roasted for his trench coat again and again and again. Max steals his sandwich and throws it out immediately. And then they insult him for being old. <laughs> they insult him for being old. <laughs> they insult him for like for liking the emoji movie. Mm-hmm. And they insult his trench coat some more to the point where he's like, I don't know why I wanted to hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are all the cases. I, I think I have a vote. I have a already. vote too. Oh, I, I, I thought you, about you it your a votes bit, too. I'm very I'm very conflicted, but I have a vote. Okay, you guys say your votes first, because I'm still a bit conflicted. I don't have a full-on answer yet. I vote Steve. Me too. Okay, I feel like, okay, if, if you guys are both voting Steve, I'll vote one vote for Matt, because I think he deserves a vote, but Steve okay. wins. Steve wins. Matt is I, very good. Just, he, he got bullied so much, and he's just trying to have a good day. He's with, just taking yeah. so many L's. 
He's, he's, uh, he's it's so it's so funny. Yeah, too. I think Steve he's deserves just the wearing win. him down and, uh, so much. Guys, it's basically the definition. He's very sad. I, I have and a, he's very uh, funny. I have an announcement on the standings. Okay. Because yeah, with okay. this win, Steve now moves into a tie for second place. Damn. I believe. With Steph? Unless Tyler like updated it already and was just very fast. Oh, sorry. He goes into third. Sorry. In that okay. big tie for third. Gotcha. How how dare you, Zay? I'm sorry. Tyler's very quick at updating the spreadsheet. <laughs> Still very much behind J Money, but he's he's catching up. Matt is also having all the sad boy moments at the end of the show, which I'm here for. Yes. And I love it. But this one is Steve. So sad. So good. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Harrison, you want to take us home? Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. If you want to hear more of us, come to Fullest House Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates about our show. This has been great. I'm Harrison Bloom. I'm Zach Horowitz. And I'm Mark Green. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and just one more thing. I'm Kirk Cameron! (laughs) 